You are listening to Noise Extra. It is me, this guy, Mike, and it is you, that lady, Tara. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you didn't give me the right cue so I can be like, Hello. I know, I don't. Yeah, it's I, a little different. It is just, be, just the two of us. It is just the two of us today. And it's actually one and a half of us. Sort of. I'm, yes. I am. I am. A, significantly under the weather. Well, so it's, this should be interesting. I'm sure I'm going to have lots of wild insights. At well, this yes, point. we'll we'll give you the background of why it is the two of us. So if you listened to the 7-inch episode on Sunday, you'll know that we were setting up for watching a VHS and doing an episode on a noise VHS. And that is true. That Well, the setting up did We happen. did it. I mean- Well, look, the attempt we, did happen. We didn't even attempt it. We did it. But not the episode, the setup, this, the setup, we, we, we got out, we got out the cassette, popped it in the old uh, VCR. And, and then we discovered that the technology for televisions have significantly outpaced the technology for VHS players. And so the TV just kept like stiffening and it wouldn't play like a fluid video back. It kept blackening out. And we discovered it is due to our new TV being far too modern for our old time. I mean, look, video cassette. Players. It is true. Our we did a, a TV upgrade earlier in the year after our TV died out of nowhere. Yeah, it wasn't just for fun. And unfortunately, that means some VHSs <laughs> actually won't play. Now, mm-hmm. Splatter Farm played, and we did watch Splatter Farm with Gray. Yeah, and, and def- that was great. In defense of the other t- tapes, like they did play, they just. They just played in a real herky-jerky, sort of crazy, annoying way that we couldn't watch. Exactly. So that was what was planned to do. And Gray has technology that should make it watchable. Mm -hmm. So we are still- One of his many ways of ripping things. He says he rips things for us all the time. I don't even know what ripping means, so I guess- yeah, because it is the means. original VHS. It's not even that. It's it's the way that you can, he can basically, well, look, I'm acting like I know what we're talking Were about. Were you going to be like, he's going to extract the I, data and code it on the clear, magnetic tape within this I don't know what I'm talking about, cassette. but that is still being planned for, the ne- for next week's episode. But because of the difficulty and then just scheduling wise, we were all unable to get a chunk of, where the three of us were all available together. Yeah, we were unavailable. Just for a because review. of the way we had set everything up and the way when we had planned on recording that episode. So, and aren't you glad that I'm sick today, Mike, so that y- you can do this with me? Otherwise, you would have had to. Be I long. was actually possibly <laughs> going to do an entire episode by myself, but yes, Tara. Then, with another turn of events, is in her yearly end of the year sickness. Which generally happens Always around in this November. Year. You got to get sick in November. Right? So, but because it's okay for you and I to be in the same room, because hey, your germs are my germs, yep. and my germs are your germs. It's already, it's already We're happened. Good to go, yep. and you are still able to talk. And in a way, I think <laughs> that sometimes that little sick haze maybe uh, maybe lends a maybe lends an a enjoyable conversation. So normal. So yeah. So so we have really been enjoying doing these. Speaking of the word loose, these loose conversation episodes or thematic episodes mm-hmm. where we have the the catalogs and just sparks a discussion. And we really enjoyed doing the noise on tour episode a few months ago, and people were writing and reminding us of different 
tour stories and telling us their own tour stories. And I told some on the White Centipede podcast. And again, mm-hmm. people were writing in, reminding me of more stuff. So we thought it would be cool to do an episode focusing on some of our earliest show experiences, predominantly in Lexington. So this episode is going to focus on some of those shows, some some highlights, or at least let's say some strange lights or just those shows that were memorable for various reasons from Mm -hmm. hospitalizations to police to everything else in between. So just talking about the early days in Lexington. And even when I was talking with Oscar and white centipede, it did spark a lot of memories of that time. And actually the, the, the video that we were going to be doing an episode on also sparked memories of that time. Wired in those days. Yeah. And I keep, I, we, I do keep, the video vague just because with our with we're the, not quite sure we're just we work, just really just we just really want it to work and if it, if it's that particular video doesn't work we're going to do another video but this one is a very special one so mm-hmm. we're we're keeping i feel like gray can pull it together like gray i feel like he can make it happen at that so i'm not at, gray's amazing in many ways mm-hmm. but in that particular way he's a magician yeah. with audio and with that i know he's always like i i'm not He's a genius as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. He can deny that all he wants, but guess what, Gray? You're it's easier a genius. To, to, for him to not deny it because he is not well, physically and, present at and, this day. And then I also want to note that for today's extra segment, after our discussion here, we're going to talk recent listening. We've been listening to a lot of stuff over the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. holiday weekend, and we're going to be discussing some of the highlights of our listening there. And also definitely want to note, from last week's episode had such a great time talking with Pat and Mark and Dom and how great it was when Mark popped in at the end. Oh my God. But in it, we didn't note it in the, we only noted in the write up, So it wasn't in the audio of it, but if the extra segment of that is a really incredible segment of 15 minutes of Dominic giving more background on the LP, giving background on some, different aspects of putting art together and just some really great lessons. So if you, if you happen to be thinking about joining that Patreon, that episode in particular is a fantastic reason to do so. And Hey, yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed his, his stories contained in, in those extra minutes. It's really and important. I would, uh, really enjoy articulating that in, in a better way, but now is not the time, but uh, especially, you know, the concept of committing to a theme. And I really enjoy that. Absolutely. So, you know, look, there's hundreds of episodes over there. Everything from all the extra segments from, from each regular episode. Some of those extra segments are double the episode. Some of them are about 40 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Generally we try to do 15 is sort of our minimum once in a while it gets to 10, but generally it's 15 to 20 to 30 and as well as all our different series, I like over to there. just try to prolong it as long as possible and yeah. just derail the entire. Conversation. Well, you like to do That's that, my absolutely. Favorite but yeah, thing but also obviously all the different series over there that cover noise as well as all of our other interests like movies, etc. So if you're thinking about it, might be a good time now because last week's episode was a really great extra segment, one of the most important ones I would actually mm-hmm. say. So. Thinking about some of these old times and these old shows, you know. I know where I think we should start oh, this well, discussion. Tara, uh, because let's it's do it. it's shortly before we were together. And okay, that's yeah. me hearing the legend of this <laughs> project called Hexos that had played in a couple places. Like I worked at a 
a small independent coffee shop across the street from. Well, across the, the way. A, well, I call it a street. It wasn't really a street. It was in a defunct train station where there weren't many things that were active there. There was a rave place upstairs uh, that was only open from like midnight to 6 a.m. And I served them coffee in the morning occasionally. And then Mike worked at the Cajun restaurant across, I guess, the hallway. And then there yeah. was also like a soul food restaurant. And that's it. And everything else was just, it was evacuated. Well, there was also we would a like record store there. there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it was pretty cool. It was actually, yeah. there were points when it was pretty full. Mm-hmm. And the, but the, the, the most consistent, or at least when you and I were, yes. were there before that place got shut down was Yats and then the coffee shop. And I had heard that this band had played and I, and I say band cause nobody called it a band. They're like, I don't know what they were doing. Right. It was insane. Like every, there was a, the, the room was a flutter discussing this event that nobody could quite understand. And I didn't know all the parties involved. I only knew one of the guys, which was one of Mike's roommates. So then I was asking him about it and after they played the coffee shop and I came right, I think I came right at the end of the performance. Maybe everything was knocked over. There was a giant, about right. I think there was a mess. There was like drums on the floor. I know there was like a half a clarinet or something like of that nature. Yeah, there's all this sounds right. Uh, yeah. And, and I was like, what the hell just happened here? And they're like, well, whatever it was, it's never happening again. And that is the point that I knew I had to see it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I, I met Mike's mythos uh, prior to actually meeting Mike. And then after that, I don't really remember the first performance that I ever saw you do. Uh, after that, I saw you uh, perform at the radio station and then I heard what you were playing there and I was really into it and really kind of enamored by the the sounds that I was hearing. But I, I didn't really have a good entrance to, I had heard free jazz. I had heard metal machine music. I had heard really, like lots of academic things, right. like anything that was loose. I just considered it very like stuffy or, or kind of, you know, from my angle and liking old films, I was like, Oh, that's beatnik stuff. Right. Right. You, were, no, you know, I, so I, that I was that, the place yeah. I was coming from. So sure. then to see this nature, this underground style, a more youthful style, a more violent style, a more destructive style is very exciting for me. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, you know, you and I got together about two months before hair police started, which mm-hmm. was January of 2000. Yeah. So, or yeah. Yes. Two, yeah, 2001, January, 2001. 2001. Yeah. So that is a good question. I don't know what, the first thing you would have saw that I did was mm-hmm. that I don't, but you, but I mean, like you said, you Hexos was the band. Then that was myself, Matt Minner and the elusive Ross Wilbanks. And that was the, the first band I ever did. And so you would have, yeah. Like you said, heard about it, seen it, maybe heard it out from Yats when you were working there, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily remember. Are people complaining about it? Yeah. And, and I talk about that. And in the white centipede episode, but yes, we, we were, we were fine being the band on the bill that people would complain about, but then some people yeah. really like, and some people enjoyed having that element on, mm-hmm. on the show. And, and, and then that extended into hair police, but there were definitely shows that did go well. And one venue that I don't think I've ever brought up, that was the very first place that we were playing 
and practicing and recording was this place called the 37 Center. Now, it was in an outdoor storage industrial type area where where not like an enclosed storage space. I mean, mm-hmm. the space was enclosed, but the it was it was almost like a junkyard type setup. Gotcha. Where there was a fence and you had to get a code to get in and you drive around and there's basically garages that acted as storage spaces. Mm-hmm. And this obviously not was not you weren't supposed to be doing shows there, but no one was there. After Junkyard five. sounds appropriate. Yeah. And, the, and you had never you never went to this place. Mm-mm. It was it did get shut down because you weren't allowed to do shows yeah, there. But for about the first two semesters at, at school for the fall and spring semester, I think it was the end of the spring semester that got shut down. So it was around for a while. And we did do a show there that was it, at least in our turn in our estimation a noise show and and you know it wasn't like any touring bands or anything but it was everyone from lexington so there was like a free jazz thing hexos played i might have even done a solo thing i don't remember but we we did have you know this strange group of people who were getting into this stuff through the radio station and through Minter and Will Banks and myself. And then it started extending to all these other people. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, you, Trevor and Robert were listening and started showing up. So it was, it was this really exciting time where it felt like it definitely felt like no one else in Lexington had really ever done anything like this. And this place was great though, because it was pretty much, I want to say after five and on the weekends, there was no, no work uh you know what i want to say worker there someone who would shut you down yes it yes. was it was on hey, your own should you guys be here but the place was great it had amps it had a sign that's a 37 center in it. Mm-hmm. it it had couches i mean it was definitely a cool space we did a bunch of shows there and it was awesome we I got mean, away with a lot yeah, in Lexington. yeah again, this is i 90, mean as everyone this was is 98 about to, hear. to 99 mm-hmm. so it was just a really really cool time and the, my very first show was there and we, you know, but that was when we were just trying to find a place to do because the, really the only venues in Lexington were just rock clubs that did rock shows and every once in a while. Yeah, a rock to- club bars. Yeah, and every once in a while a touring band would come through mm-hmm. and every three months the venue would change owners and names because it was just like, yeah. and, and there would be well, once a year there'd be like, oh my God, can you believe like Jesus Lizard came? Like I remember they came, like, I think like the year before I went there but like there'd be like a big band will have come through once a year exactly. or something like i mean nashville pussy would always play because one of those oh guys wait are you talking about like the rockledge and rockledge, stuff like that like nine pound hammer played. well because they, <laughs> yeah. they were from yeah. lexington or one of the guys was in, so so the yeah. nine, the, whoever was in nine pound hammer who was in nashville pussy yes was from lexington yes. so they would play so yeah every once in a while you'd get like these quote-unquote bigger bands but we and were, we'd all go because but it was we were like, 21 oh. either so well, a lot of places we couldn't get in like trevor and robert certainly couldn't get into yeah. venues for a really long i time. had my good fake id and you I were a did, chick so Well, they just, somebody just passed, like I've told before, like somebody would pass me their ID through the door and it's not like anybody was really paying attention. Well, that too. And then you just sort of knew people worked there. I mean, again, I always said I worked the door. I should not have been working the door. No, you worked the door at a bar to make sure it was 21, but you were not 21. Yeah, exactly. I was just gunning for you. And that was always fun. Why? I saw you through that fishbowl glass window. It was, yeah. (laughs) I was over there making cappuccinos. That's right. And you're like, that's the guy in the weird band. (laughs) So... So we just had to make do and make places work. And because it was a college town, especially back then, house shows were more of a thing and didn't 
always get shut down mm-hmm. or, you know, didn't, it was more accepted, but apartment shows. Now that we took it to another level. And so I, I want to discuss a couple shows that we did in our apartment now. So obviously fast forward now, Tara and I are living together. We were in a, this is, so now we're talking 2001, 2002. Yeah. We lived in a fourplex yeah. and, and initially well, across the street from what, where yeah, and the <laughs> coffee shop were, but there were. was nothing in there. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was totally abandoned. It was abandoned. Yeah. And essentially like the whole thing was when we signed our leases that they were eventually going to tear this place down at any minute. Like this whole street was going to get torn down and made into like condos or something like it's all fancy now. But at the time it was garbage. It was like, it was across the street for an abandoned warehouse and the alarm went off all the time. I'm sure I've told the story before where we had this mockingbird who would imitate the garage alarm sound on the abandoned warehouse across the street from us. And then I infamously grabbed a knife one morning and told Mike, I was going to go find the bird and stab it. He had to pull me back inside. It was a great day. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not condoning some of our actions at the time. We were 20 and 21. Yeah. But this. This was the type of street. It was seriously. Our building was the only building on the street that yes. was occupied. When we would drink a beer and finish a beer, we would throw the bottle at the building across the street. And yeah. Smash and it. we just smash it. Yeah. Like I'm again. Yeah. And it's, that was again. not condoning it. Yeah, not, not but that is, this is, this is the, just what this happened. Is where, this is the type yeah. of place we were living. I didn't stab the bird, not condoning stabbing birds and okay. finding them, throwing rocks at them. But, you know, it's different, different place and yeah. and a different time. And so at when Mike and I, uh, you know, after we after shortly after our love was born, Mike was living with Trevor uh, in the bottom floor of this apartment building. And then after I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to I I had been renting a house. And I was like, I don't need this house anymore. We'll move in together. So then Trevor moved upstairs, which we didn't know was like super nice apartment. So we ended up with the, with the crazy downstairs cinder block, terrible giant bathroom in the, no, it was not giant bathroom. No, it was really long. Remember it was the fridge in the hallway. You go into the very long bathroom and then you go into the tiniest shower that's ever existed. I think you're, I do think you put your arms up some rose colored glasses on that one. That bathroom was tiny. Everything. Well, it was big compared to my little 500 square foot house. Well, everything in our place was so, (laughs) so tiny. We, currently live in a small apartment now, but it, it would be a mansion compared to what we lived it was, in then. It was bonkers. So, so the, so there was a, it was a four apartment building. So yeah. we were in the bottom, one of the bottoms, yeah. Trevor and Robert moved up to one of the tops and then we had friends in t- the other two. So we yes. knew everybody yes. in this four apartment building. So, which made for, it ended up being cool. We could be as loud as we wanted. Every, we were always going into each yes. other's. It was it was very much that vibe of like everyone just hanging out with everybody to the point where at a certain point we built what well, we, I said, we Tara built and, and Robert. Robert, Tara and Robert built a ladder that went from the upstairs balcony up to the roof. So then we'd just be hanging out on the roof. Well, I was so mad. I actually, I went to a construction site and I stole a ladder and the ladder that I stole, we did not padlock or bike lock it down. And somebody stole our stolen ladder. And we were really mad that somebody stole our stolen ladder. So then yeah. we found, we appropriated some some wood uh, from a junk pile, let's say. Look, again, we're and- thieving. We're smashing <laughs> bottles on the street. Look, things are a little different and now. It's different. It's different times. So then, yes, uh, Robert and I 
did build a ladder one day and it was super fun with like handsaws and drills. And then that is when I discovered that if you are uh, up high on a like black, it was flat. Our roof was flat. So we would hang out up there. But if you hang out long, it's black tar paper. And so you sunburn like twice as fast. So that's the night I discovered the rate of suntan on a black tar roof in but, Lexington. But I can't emphasize how small these apartments were. Tiny, <laughs> tiny apartments on a deserted street. And it was just us around. Yeah. This is where the original, the, I can't, I will. And now that I'm trying to remember, I can't remember if, yeah. Cause I sprayed, I spray painted gnarly times on the building, yes. but then, which then was spray painted on the van. So this is where gnarly times comes from. This is where a lot of this stuff, this is when we're just living, breathing noise, hair police, discovering yes. stuff, writing people, meeting people. This is when it is, this is when it, everything just, takes off as far as our involvement. Like 98 to 99 is more buying stuff, learning stuff, starting yeah. to write some people, trying to bring people in, but not really knowing what to do. Now we're in, now we're playing shows where we are actually meeting people. We're, we're connecting with people. We're putting out tapes. We're it, it, now it's just, this is just every day now. We're at that phase of like, it hasn't really gone away. of saying yes. But, yeah. but also at this time, it was like when we were like, yeah, stay at our place. It's like, this is the tiny place. Like I, it was probably 500 square feet, but it was oh, two bedrooms for all the you're rooms. You're being very generous. But it was two bedrooms. So the rooms were, were two tiny bedrooms oh, right, yeah, and yeah. one kitchen living room and then a weird hallway with a refrigerator and a bathroom. But that's where like Carolina stayed. Where yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like the entire floor. It's where Pango stayed. And yeah. it was just like the tallest dudes ever in the tiniest apartment. That's when we'll be like, yeah, you can stay at our place. And probably, you know, half the people were like, oh, God, why did we agree to do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was clean. But, you know, it, it but, was what it was. So we so a couple of shows that we did actually do in this building in separate apartments. The The wildest one to do in an apartment was... Mind Flayer. So it, <laughs> Mind Flayer being uh, Brian Chippendale and Matt Brinkman. Yes. And of course, this is they're bringing giant amps. Brink, you know, uh, Chippendale's got stairs. his big drum set. Giant amps. Brinkman's got his electronics. And holy crap. And I can't remember why they played there that night. Like, was well, the show oh, canceled? Well, so I feel like there I was, was a the reason. Same, so I think it was the same reason that another show we're about to discuss as well. A quote unquote show. There was a bar. Well, this is Jesus. Oh my actually, God. I actually, I think we story. should quickly sidetrack on this bar. There was this bar yes. detour. Again, tiny, everything in Lexington is very tiny, apparently, that yeah. we were involved in. Tiny, tiny bar. I did definitely did shows there. Yes. We, we hung out there. And the owner slash bartender slash woman who ran it she wanted Meg, to gobble you up well she, she did d definitely she would not was not gonna happen uh no and she did not like me yeah so this but they would she would do a show she would do noise shows she was cool about doing weird shows there and we had a great time there well it closed and we never we quickly found out why yeah all the shows we had booked there had to you know find a new home like in our apartment and tara what happened uh, yeah, it turns out that to get the money to start the bar, she had murdered her parents. She had her parents killed. Oh, she had them. She had hired I don't think she people. Did it. She to hired kill someone to kill her parents for the insurance yes. money and was convicted of that. Yes. Uh, and so, and then when they yes. found out, it was ill-gotten gains, and the bar was shut down. Absolutely. And she was convicted. So there were two shows. But it took a while that we had booked there that 
there was no, especially at that time, there was yeah. no other place that was going to do anything. We were about a few years later, we would have been yeah. able to find a few places. Well, yeah, we time, had been around a little bit more, but at this time we, you know, we're just yeah. starting so out. So this is one of those that, and then the next show we'll talk about is the other one. So, so they, and if, if that is, if that, that is, I'm trying to remember what bands of mine play there. I don't necessarily remember, but we definitely were there a lot. We would go there oh, all, the time. all the time. Yeah. So, Mind Flayer rolls in and we're, and again, what, what's great about them is they were, they just rolled with like, yeah, that's cool. Like we'll play some weird apartment. Like, no, they were, they were totally down. It was awesome. And, and, we, and, just I, invited and I think friends. we all had a blast. Yeah. We just called a bunch of people up and then we all crammed into the top apartment cause it was the nice apartment. Yeah. This was Trevor and Robert's apartment. And, uh, and then they played. And it was so loud. I mean that because of the tininess of the apartment, it like rattled. It had to have actually body. been the loudest show. Just, just yeah. If you if you took a the 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 decibels in the <laughs> room, if you if a scientist yeah. figured that out, it had to have been the loudest. Use the show. decibel meter or whatever. So, but it, you know. I will say that Kevin Drum playing in the empty concrete room, I think affected yeah. me because of the resonance, because yeah, the that sound, was so, that was but it was so much bass and it was bouncing. And I think the way that it was bouncing was as, as it felt at the time it was rattling my guts and making me throw up. But this didn't have any space to bounce around like that. Yeah. It was a totally different sensation. It's like you could feel the volume. And, and it was I, so awesome. And I remember like we were maniacs. Like I, I probably just stuffed a little bit of toilet paper in oh, my ears or something stupid. Sure I didn't. And I remember Sarah and I standing in front of the amp, like literally like almost touching that amp standing in front of it and just like listening to my flavor. We're like, yeah, like we thought it was awesome to stand. Yeah. And I do remember us being at shows and I would be, directly in front of the amp and I'd be like, why is everybody standing here? This is great. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And it was awesome. It was crazy loud. And I'm telling you, it'd be the, it was great. They took up over half the apartment yes. and then just everyone we invited over. It was just a crazy. And again, it'd be like, like 10 people. They're like, sure, this is, this, Let's this do, is it. do it. And so another show we did that ended up being a similar situation where it was booked at this other place. It got shut down. This one, if I'm not mistaken, was shut down like right. It was almost like a day or two. It was very quickly. Yes. And, and so we weren't sure what to do. The street was abandoned. Yeah. I nobody thought, went up and down our street. It was barely paid. I thought, why not just do the show out front in our place? And so when 25 swabs came yeah. through again, ton big amps, I was like, we knew it would get found immediately because, like, again, this this area is kind of abandoned, and so sound bounced around. But then again, we were like, there are no neighbors. Like, yeah. who's gonna call? Like, we know. So everybody. we we just went on. We we we, and I think it was also a time when I, there was no way to getting contact. It was harder to get in contact with people while they were on tour. Because I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure this happened like while they were on tour. So we yes. were trying to tell them, but I don't think if I'm if I'm recalling the story correctly. They did, we told them when they got there, basically, well, here's the deal. So, and we're basically like, if you guys want to do this, we'll take any responsibility. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll collect dough. If you guys just want to play as long until we get shut down. Yeah. And I, I think the first time I had seen them, they only played for like 15 or 20 minutes. This is the era of the 15 or 20 minute set for yeah. even bands. You know, I think, yeah. you know, seeing something like Arab on radar, that was like that. And hair police was definitely like that. Yeah. So we were like, Hey, why not? see how long you can go. We'll do it in the street and we'll wait. And they, 
plugged in, cranked out. It was awesome. We got a few songs in. We got. I th- I want to say they played for about twenty minutes, and then yeah. two cops on horses. Yeah. How Kentucky? <laughs> they probably were riding around. They probably heard it and were like just riding towards the sound. And how they were totally cool. By the way, they were laughing. They were their totally off, cool. What they were doing. I remember one of the guys was like, "I really like the Misfits." Like, do you guys like the Misfits? <laughs> so like, yeah, we like the Misfits. Like, yeah, of course. And it was like total cops. And they were like, "Look." Totally cool what you guys are doing. This is totally fun, but we got to check it out. Stop this. No, but it was the, it yeah. was the most friendly yeah. shutdown, but it was like in the street, this abandoned freaking street. All of us just no idea. I mean, imagine now rolling up to a tour and you roll up to your <laughs> show and they're like, hey, by the way, your show got shut down. Want to play in the street? <laughs> like, sure. I, yeah. I mean, I maybe now telling this story, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. But the, a lot of me would be like, uh, what? Like, yeah. probably not. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Now I'm telling this story. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. But we were just in the middle of those like abandoned warehouses and like in, in our apartment was barely, I mean, it was a converted warehouse, you know? So yeah. like, why not? Sure. Like yeah. it was, but it was great show and I remember it sounded awesome like yeah. playing in the middle of the street sounded awesome because it was bouncing off of all those buildings and like down the street it was rad it was so cool I it was so it. much fun so it's a great memory and also another great show that just that went well was we had Noise Nomads and Diagram A play in our apartment and I think they set up in the kitchen which the kitchen was also the, it's living, the living room, room. yeah it was one of those uh, one, one room does it all type of thing it was a kitchen with no and um, I remember them I remember that one they hit us up Maybe they were already even in town like a day early. Like, oh, hey, we're already here. Like, oh, that's cool. All like, right. yeah, 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 one of those. Like, <laughs> so yeah, we had, we were just, it was a great time. And there's something about that just youthful excitement where you're not worried about, you're not really worried about much anything. You're not really worried about like, what if the cops came? You're just sort of like, we'll deal with it when they come. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We what are they going to do? Trouble. I don't know. Like, you, you but know you what know, I mean? It's funny. Like, as many, house shows as we played and basement gigs. I don't remember anybody getting like heavily fined no, or no, anything no, no, like that. No, like no. everything was fine. Well, again, I think like they would usually come over and just say, shut up. I and think then that's we a would. big part of a college town. You're, you're generally uh, accepting that there's going to be parties yeah. every weekend, yes. every week of the year, yes. whether or not it's a fraternity sorority party, uh, you know, punk show, et cetera. And we did plenty. And yeah, there was really never problems. If it was like you said, Tara, Maybe it was we just had to shut it down. And we always tried to, you know, at least be over a reasonable time. Yeah. And eventually there would be more. Yeah, what did we think reasonable was at the time? I don't know. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows what we even thought that was. You know, and eventually there there would be more venues that would do shows for our, our band's Busters being one. Mm-hmm. Which was like a pool hall. They beer only place, beer. That place was yeah. great. They, didn't, they started doing shows and they were down. There, they, there would be a bunch of places. And eventually... After we moved out, there was Al's Bar, which we ended up playing a ton of times mm-hmm. when we'd come back. And and then a couple of different warehouses. Are we allowed to mention the the converted sex club, the swingers oh, that place, club? Why wouldn't we be allowed to mention I that place? It. was great. Yeah. There. Was oh, sick. yeah. Clay Rendering played this swingers club that was amazing. Uh, I know everyone's like, oh, that's really appropriate. Uh, excuse me. We're a closed circle. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so like there was this legendary like when we first got to lexington a legendary strip club uh called paradise city yeah it was, and, I, and I, it, it was my first strip club oh it was so great. and and it, the reason one of we everyone ended up there like i'm sure if you've visited us in touring band we went there because they had like a buffet 
in the afternoon. Like you could get some a plate of spaghetti. It was no, so weird. No cover. The yeah. lap dances were cheap. It was awesome. Again. And there was always like people there. So it was always like a good vibe. Exactly. It was a bar trashy too. Vibe. Yes. It was a very, very, it's just the right trashy vibe that you want. Uh, and so we already knew the place and, and, and over time it degraded and became more of like a, a swingers style club well, actually, and that would also host shows. Well, actually Tara, if I'm not, mis- no, I see, I think you're sort of conflating oh. it a little bit. The, 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 the place that we played as clay rendering was across the street oh. next to video max, which was the That's porn right. store it was that we used the to go porn to. Store, so that was our yes. first, that was our big porn store. We went there all the time. Yep. And so it was a club. I think it still was a, I think they still was a swingers club, mm-hmm. but they would also do shows. And our, our buddy Joe put on a show for clay rendering there and it was awesome. And it was so sleazy and trashy in there. And there was definitely a two way mirror in the women's room. Oh my God. I went into the women's. Okay. I, I witnessed many spectacles when we were there. Um, but I noticed that the, the manager's office, I saw him take some, um, some lovely ladies into his office. And when I went in there, it was a long strip next to the women's bathroom. And I thought it looked kind of weird. So when I went into the women's restroom and turned out the light real quick, you could see that the mirror on the entire wall of the dressing room was a two way mirror into his office. Yeah. Yeah. That he had just gone. But yeah, into. no, definitely. Uh, we would, we probably took you to club Caribbean or paradise city. It changed names at a certain point. If you were with us in the 2000s in Lexington, we ended up there a lot and it was a great time. And I do miss that place. But yeah, so there was always strange places in Lexington. But one of the greatest places was certainly Club Seal. And this was Irene Moon's house. Charles Mansion. Well, Charles Mansion was a different house. Yes. And a different. So that Charles Mansion was great. But Club Steel was the first. So yes. that's still my the one I think of. And it I, was I think Charles Mansion was also after we lived there. So Club yeah. Seal was what I think of. It was where the picture of you throwing up this on the cover of Mortuary Servants. It was next to like a liquor store. It the was Club right Seal on the main was drag. The Club Seal was the original. Yes. And it didn't did now were you, did you participate in the building of the pool or were you just I don't remember around because this is when you were touring a lot. So I would hang out with Irene and, and the guys who, you know, there's this spirit that I loved in Lexington. And I'm sure like, you know, if you think, you know, people that are like this, there are people that say they're going to do something and there are people that are going to say they're do something. And they actually do it. And the people that lived in club seal would say they're going to do something and they do it. They wanted to watch a movie. And so they were like, ah, but we only have these couches and it's hard to watch a movie. We want to build a theater. So they built steps and put couches on stairs. So they had stadium style seating in like their living, living room, room. Yeah, just yeah, out yeah. of like, you know, two by fours and stuff. And so then they were like, well, we want like a pool. So we're going to build one. So that summer they were just building what we called later the water box just out of plywood and two by fours. And then they went and got a rubber lining and then we filled it full of water. And then during parties, basically you'd stand in like nipple deep water yeah. during a party and just like talk to somebody and you could fit like, I don't know, 10 people in it. This is a very on the porch legendary place. This- no filtration system, nothing like that. But again, you want a pool, make it happen. Hair police and prurient. This was the first show of that tour. <laughs> this is when I was wait, waiting for the obedience cuts records and driving there, meeting everyone there. This is the Panicsville show that Tara mentions where Ortman was just busted open. Right on the fireplace. Yeah. So many great legendary shows there. Oh, like that's it, that that was the, you know, Irene 
going to whatever the local bagel shop when she found out that they just threw away the bagels at the end of the day. And then Irene getting garbage bags full of bagels. And we built a fort out of bagels and had a bagel party. Do you remember the bagel party? I do party? remember that. And then there were bagels. She hung bagels from the ceiling and uh, there were bagels everywhere. You could have all the bagels you could eat. It was yeah. great. Yeah. So this was the, there's so many great memories from this place, but probably the one we will remember the most would be the last show mm -hmm. that we played living in Lexington that hair police played well. And we were moving to Michigan a week or so later and hair police. I don't necessarily remember who else played. I have to say, but this show ended in me going to the hospital. Yeah, that I think it it dominates the memory of this uh, because it was probably it was going to be the last show that Hair Police played before we moved to Michigan. Not yet, and not definitely wasn't going to be our last show. We, no, and, just and it certainly was. Just Mike and I were were moving to Michigan, and so everybody was there. It was a big show. We're all having a great time, and during the set, well, and so it's near the end of the set. It's near the end of the set. And again, it, pretty much this, the end of the, the this the, overshadows the my section. memory of all. Well, of that's the why other I can remember this part. So I'm, I'm leading you to it. Yeah. So it was, it was, we're, we're finishing up most likely finishing with let's see who's here and who's not, yeah. which is generally what we yeah. end up finishing with. Uh, maybe oh, sometimes we open with that, but it, it, uh, you know, we love finishing with that. Oh, and if it wasn't that it was just at, at the culmination of the set, everyone's going crazy throwing the instruments I know, around. Yeah, you would swing your guitar around by the cables or throw it on the ground, jump on top of it. So my guitar is on the ground. Yes. And I... You had probably been on top of it at one point. So I bend over to go pick it up. Yeah. And at the exact same moment, the exact same time that I'm going to pick up my guitar, someone else from the audience goes to pick up the guitar at the exact same time. And it happened so fast that it was just, it was, it was instantaneous. So before I can move, seeing that someone else is picking up the guitar, I don't even see it. It's so fast. Yeah. He picks up the guitar, pulls it up. Yep. The guitar peg, one guitar, a uh, guitar tuner peg goes into my nostril. Yep. And right out my nose. Rips my <laughs> Ripped nose it open. Right open. <laughs> my nose so when this happens from, but so, you're, so, you so, have so much adrenaline, you're not even feeling so it. So I was going to say from my perspective. Yeah. Well here, I'll tell you what went through my head. Yeah. So the guitar, I see it comes up, bam, yeah. nails me in the face. Yeah. I remember thinking that really didn't hurt that much. <laughs> I bet I'm fucked. And yeah. I remember thinking yeah. that. And so we finishing, we're going nuts. We're going nuts. And I look down and again, you, so now, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what your perspective was, but I look down and I see a pool of blood under me. Yes. There was a pool of blood under you. And so Tara, why don't you, from your perspective, what did you see happen? Well, that's exactly what I, I see the guitar get pulled up and then all of a sudden there's blood everywhere. And you know, the ladies decide to have a little a little meeting of the minds to see what's going on. Me, Irene, and Sarah trying to figure out what's going on with your face. Sarah, Trevor's lovely wife. <laughs> and so we all go over and and then Irene sees the amount of blood and she's like, Yeah, we gotta stop this show. There's so much blood. Like this is this is coming down. So then you guys kind of wind it down and everybody's chanting and stuff. And and I walk over 
I can see straight into your brain. Like your nostril was open and I could see, you know, I don't know. I was like, oh, is that his nasal cartilage? Is that his brain? I have no idea what's going on. It looked insane. Like your, like it looked like your nose had been ripped off. Well, my nose basically had been. I Just mean, half one of, of the, half of the nostril, one half of my nose was totally ripped open. And of course we had all been drinking and it was like a late night. So we're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to take care of this? Thank goodness. Um, Robert was, had not been drinking and he, we all loaded in the van. You were laying down in the back of the van. Um, I remember with the, with the pink fuzzy seats that were probably getting really bloody and you were like, it's crazy. It doesn't hurt that much. It really doesn't hurt that much. Like the whole time you were saying how it doesn't hurt that much. Uh, and then we went to the emergency room and they got you in fast and we were there when they stitched you up and that's when it did hurt. Well, I it, do remember I, I, watching your nose get stitched up. It hurt when they put the needle in yes. before the stitches. And I remember the doctor asking, like, have you been drinking? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> like, he was definitely like, like, I was like, yeah, totally. No, you get I'm a like, shot I, right in the end of your nose. Yeah, I am drunk. And so they. The it was a clean rip. The needle was definitely the worst part. I remember that feeling and just like, oh, I remember that being just nauseating. And then whatever they put in there to numb it. Or I don't I guess I don't know what they're doing. I actually don't know what, yeah. they, what that needle is for. And then nine stitches on yeah. my nose. Now, Tara, looking at me now, can you see a scar? I, it's yes. funny. You yeah, can't you a scar. Because it's like, I I don't I don't think of this incident at all. And I don't really know. I don't, the, it you know. was right at the like fold of your nose. So it got you in a good spot. We, we, yeah. I, and I, I have a scar on my lip too from where a doll's hand ripped my lip in half. So we both have these cool scar. facial scars. But um. I do remember at the time, like you were, you were so funny. You're like, ah, it happens. Like you're always so like good natured about it. And I was, look, I've, I've since let go of my rage, but I told the guy that I get a free punch, uh, on him and his face and he agreed to it. Uh, but then Mike did not want me to punch him and never I mean, wanted look, that to happen. I agree time. with you. And I'm glad that you were your higher self. But I was I was not being my higher self. And I, I if you had not stopped me, I legitimately I even say, would have punched him in the face. I wouldn't even say that. I, it fault. was just that time I know. where shows I blood at a show was not only anticipated, it was kind of probable. It was kind of cool. too. Oh, yeah, where yeah, I was kind of yeah, like cool yeah. with it. I didn't mind yeah. that like I got yeah. hurt at a show. That wasn't an issue for me. You know, I mean. I mean, well, dude, it's we're, harder we're, for me because I get protective. Yeah, like if yeah, it had happened yeah. to me, oh, right, you would have right. been like, uh, we were, we were, we were, yeah. we were watching Gigi Allen videos. We're like, oh yeah, no, it's, exactly. It's cool. It's fine. We're, we're, you know, I've, yeah. I've seen hated a million times. <laughs> so yeah, but that was definitely the most, at least for us, for hair police or for myself and for Tara, that was definitely the the show I will always remember from Lexington. Yeah, and and that venue is just I I and close my eyes, I'm right back there. And yeah, Charles Mansion was awesome too. That that was they moved into another place. That was we 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 played there a lot, and that yes. was great. I mean, that's we the weren't thing is, living like, even there when we lived in Michigan. We were in Kentucky all the time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that far, and that was partly what we are thinking behind this for years. It was, I would, I mean, I was, there'd be times I'd be back in Kentucky like every month or every other month. Yeah, we knew days. that drive. It was not a big everybody deal. Everybody there was just so creative and they were such sweethearts. Like it was awesome. And I mean, even a lot of the guys had like regular jobs, like real job, but, right, but it yeah. was fun to like live in the big house with people who had lots of creative energy. And even, you know, they would play in musical bands and then we would have you know, abstract and shows play as well with them. And, like it know, was great. Yeah. It was, it was just such a nice energy and that's something that's really inspiring to be around. Yeah, it really was. And and again, just that time that can't be recaptured when you're 
starting and when you're when things were very exciting and unknown, especially then, you know, we were still just meeting everybody. It's still not every, not everyone had email still. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like certainly didn't even have cell phones. Getting in touch with people was a big deal. And when you did and made that connection, it was so sweet. And you, you know, they, they'd come through Lexington, we'd come through their town and we really opened up Lexington to be a place that people tore through and still to this day do. Mm-hmm. So it it was, there was this wild West maverick element and we felt it and we were living it. You know, we, we loved the insanity of it. We loved the insanity of where we were living. We loved mm-hmm. the, just the lawlessness of how we were going about things and, you know, and then, of course, like anything, things do evolve. Charles Manchin was probably a little more mellow than I don't mm-hmm. know if there was a a, pool, a water box there, you know, and and, you know, we like I said, we wanted to Tara wanted to get out of the state that she had grew up in. We had been there for a long time. It was time we wanted to experience other things and but still keeping an anchor in Lexington for a long time. And we did that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, I'm happy with how that went and, and everyone, what everyone's done since then is exciting. Oh, to see. I, love obviously, it there so I mean, much. obviously with yeah. Robert, I mean, come on, it, it, it's so great to, to see what he's done and, and how far he's gone and taken his art and to the point where, you know, he's, he's, you know, on, on the laminates and t-shirts at SoFi Stadium for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, we see I mean, his I'm billboards so, all I'm the so time. Like it's him. fantastic. I, I, every yeah. time I see a billboard with Robert Beatty art, I get I just get a tinge of excitement. It, and, and there'll be times where I don't even necessarily. I'm like I'm pretty sure that's right, and I'll look it up, and it is, you know, because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of things now that rip yeah, his style off exactly. crazy. Yeah. Uh, that is, there's points where I'm there. There's even campaigns of things where I'm like, oh, clearly Robert did that, and it's not. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck you, man. That's Robert. <laughs> but you know, I always, what was always my joke uh, at Amoeba, the the Robert Beatty drinking game. If you took a shot for the Robert covers, you would be passed out. Before oh, at Amoeba. Oh my God. Before yeah, before you got to yeah, the weekend, yeah. you'd be you'd be you'd be on the floor. So, but and, and I'm saying that in the in the greatest way. But I can't tell you how how yes, happy it makes me because he is obviously so wildly talented. Yeah, forever. it just makes me so. Oh, he, and he's done it on his own terms. Yeah, and and he he's not only is he done it on his own terms, he still will do do the still do the Friends cover, and 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 still he 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 is uses his position in the art world and in the music cover art world, whatever world you want to call that. Mm-hmm. And, but doesn't, it doesn't cross to when a friend wants to do something, he's, you know, he does it for, does it what he would have done mm-hmm. back in the day for yeah. a friend, yeah. you know? And so that to me is just shows his integrity and Hey, one of the, one of the greatest, you know, I, I, I with pride will tell people if they're, if they got one of an album that he's got a cover on, out or something. I'm like, but dude, he was in our wedding. Yeah. And I, 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 with, with a lot of pride, I, I say yeah. that. So uh, I think back on these times with a, a lot of great fondness and it's been, it has been fun. You know, I've been joking and being maybe critical about the, 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 the nostalgia factor these years, these past year or two, but at the same time, I will, I absolutely succumb to it in these ways of like, you know what it is, there, when you can look back on those times with with a smile and a great fondness, 
it's 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 great to see where we've all gotten to and where we all started. And I'm telling you, starting in Lexington, you couldn't have started on more of a barren field of of <laughs> dirt that has never been planted. You know, we friggin' planted that. We did. We we in we got the dirt. So we, we 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 made the dirt healthy. We planted every single seed and. Just to see where everything's gone. But it's just so good to have like that spirit of why not like, yeah, ended up playing and like frequently playing in a belly dance studio because they were cool. They were, you know, basement, church basement, church basement. That was we actually in the big room of that church is where we did the Carolina show. Oh, yeah. Where they were able to. It was they said it was the first time on the tour that they were able actually to literally put Mm -hmm. everything out. They would always it would be too small or they would have to keep some of the stuff away. Some of the backdrop stuff, they were literally covered. It was was so cool. And that was one where where we were so passionate about that show. We were just telling anybody like, I don't care what music you're into. You got to come experience this. And it was a great show. And so again, we were just so, we were so passionate about this stuff that we would infect other people Mm -hmm. who made, maybe didn't follow up. Maybe they never went to another noise show again, but for that show, they loved it. But they can talk about that for a while. Exactly. So, but man, the squelchers in a church, church basement, squelchers in a church basement, panic. So also, I mean, we played with them so much. Yeah. Uh, so many different bands. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure we're forgetting so many, but you know, one of the crazy ones at Yats, well, you were definitely, Oh, we were to, well, we were together at this. Oh, yeah, we were definitely together yeah. at this time. Were we when the makeup played? Oh, the makeup, yes. I don't know if we were together. You but were at that I was show, there. but I played that show. Hell yeah, I was so there. So you definitely and that's what I saw. I do remember that. There you yes. go. Yes. Then that was me and Minter. Okay. There you go. That would have been yeah. and that if that wasn't if we weren't together, it was right when we were getting yes. together. And they and so the yeah, so like we did a noise project opening for the makeup. And it was like and yeah. that show was awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, were we together? No. It couldn't have been, right? I don't think so. It was like so. right before. It yeah. had to have been like, it had to have been like a, a month, a couple no, months No, I don't think it was because I don't remember what that project was called. I don't remember you and FWP. Mentor. I, oh, that's right. So yeah. Well, maybe so we you know were. What? <laughs> no, we weren't. No, I no, 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 no. Because no, we were definitely not together, but it would have been. I we definitely knew each other mm-hmm. and we knew each other from the different from Yats and yeah. from and I definitely was like man that girl in my is mind we met the hot. first time we actually met was at a at that slumber party in the coffee shop yes there was a slumber party at the coffee yeah, shop yeah so no yeah. we knew each other yeah yeah I definitely and I was definitely like ooh I want to meet her more so, I want to oh get to know God, her more you're ridiculous still feel that <laughs> way uh, so. But yeah, yeah. So we did a noise band opening for the makeup. That was so great. Yeah. And the makeup were awesome. Yeah, they were sick. They were so good. Really, really good. It's funny. I see him around and I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's around. on the street I think he, all the time. I think he's he like might a neighbor. even like live by us because I see him on the street all the time. Yes. And I saw him at Kinko's not too long ago. I've never said anything, but I, I, I think next time I might just be like, hey, I might like hey, just say something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why not? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Just be like, dude, I played with you. As my noise band played with you in Lexington, Kentucky in the 90s. He's going to make what? Or in I don't remember that at all. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was really fun, though. So, yeah. So, again, we were just doing We were just making it up as it went. I don't I can't even like I can't emphasize the energy and just the and just the no, no real. It was just go, go, go. It was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course we'll do that. There was no real thought. It was just like the thought was. 
play, go crazy, you know, you know, watch noise VHSs and yeah. See, if there's at, there's look, four other people there, you win. A hundred percent. So what else do you have on? We we did make a list. Oh, but those I, are we definitely did the not highlights. Talk about I the time about. that you nearly booked Cannibal Holocaust at the theater downtown. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, well, you, yeah. So. I can't remember if this has ever been discussed on Home Time. It probably was when we did Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, I would imagine. So so if anyone hasn't uh, heard that. Yeah, so again, we were just trying to take over this town. And so I was working at the radio station and I was doing the shows. The That was the, uh, I can't remember the name of the position at that time. But again, it was just like kids and we would basically just had a budget and we would bring bands. And, yeah. You know, sometimes band- you were booking the events. You weren't like the show programmer at this point. You were doing yeah. the live events. Exactly. So I had this idea. There's this great old theater in Lexington and we, they would play awesome stuff. I mean, it's, you know, they would play like the, the, whatever the nineties independent move, you know, pie and like, yes, run Lola run. You know what I mean? Like, dude, how, <laughs> we how, how much are we dating? Time. Ourselves, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it right? was like at that time it was like, Ooh, it's like yeah. the cool yeah. movie. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, who knows how either of those movies hold up, but, but I remember those movies specifically as like, we were like, Oh wow. Cool. Yes. You know? And then they started doing midnight shows. And one of the ones they did was they did a, a John Holmes 3d movie. Uh, and, and that we were so excited and we went to see that, but that, did cause problems in the, in the city. Yeah. So when they started booking these midnight movies, uh, it it was all going swimmingly until the people of Lexington were shocked. They would play a three dimensional pornographic film in the theater downtown, which is a state funded theater. And so there was, but but it was packed. I mean, we were all there. Sold out everything. It was great. We were all there. It was great. But, but, there were people that were protesting and being Correct. really upset. And so they got the midnight movie shut down. Well, so. well, well, cl- close. They, it, what it was, was it was a law that had been enacted in yes. the city where that they couldn't play X rated movies. Yes. So this is important. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So, so they weren't allowed to play X rated movies there. And everybody looked the other way until yeah, it, well, and, and it was like, so the this porn. happened. So the John yeah. Holmes thing happened and caused a big fuss and and this came back mm-hmm. sort of thing. So a little bit later, I knew they were doing midnight movies. I, ca- I talked to the guy, I called the theater and I was like, hey, I'm with the radio station. I have this idea about doing a monthly midnight movie with you guys. And we want to do, you know, classic, you know, grindhouse, you know, old movies. And, and I do remember at the time that Cannibal Holocaust had gotten this re-release in theater. So there was new, pr- I don't know if it was new prints or mm-hmm. it was probably new prints yeah. going around. And it was when Grindhouse, I think did the VHS or started. Cause we still only had that old VHS. That was the Japanese. Garbage, Laser disc, yeah. Right. One of Laser the first, disc, movies, disc. one of the first movies VHS. Karen and I ever watched together was Cannibal Holocaust. Again, anyone interested the home time episode where we discuss Cannibal Holocaust, we go through this whole background, but uh, one of my all time favorite movies forever. It was back then, and especially back then, it was so mysterious. You still definitely thought back then that, like, eh, somebody Something probably Something happened yeah, here, yeah, 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 yeah. Not just the animals, right? So, the, so I was like, hey, I have this idea, and I don't, so he, I, I, I can't remember if I proposed Cannibal Holocaust first, but I remember the guy was like, yo, we should do, like, I spit on your grave. I'm like, Maybe let's start. Like I was like, let's I was like, start with Cannibal. Yeah, and, which I spent your grave was also one of the first movies Tara and I watched. Yeah, we did watch that. And so, 
I was like, well, Cannibal Holocaust is coming through. You can get the print and all the stuff. So he's like, or, or yeah, somehow the conversation went with, we went with Cannibal Holocaust and he's able to get the print. Everything was set up. Ads, ads in the paper were advertising it. It was super exciting. People were excited. I was so excited. This is going to be the first. And we were going to do them every month. And we, I had, I mean, imagine now, you know, like I basically oh, look at our collection. I, exactly. I could have done, we could have done years, you yeah. know. And about a day or two before the screening, he, we get the call from the dude. He's like, these, these fuckers are shutting it down because it, cause Cannibal Holocaust is unrated. And I remember even at the time, the guy was like, we can do it definitely because it's unrated. Yes. But someone figured out that for a month in some territory it showed, it was labeled X. And that was enough for the city to be like, you're not allowed to show X-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Shutting it down. And I remember that the guy at the theater was so bummed. We were so bummed. And he was just like, yeah, we should probably not do this. Like, we're yes. probably going to get in trouble. Yeah. So we never, ever did it. It was such a bummer. And it was like a day before. And I remember being we were so, so excited. excited. Yeah. I, I think we did watch it at home that night with everybody. I mean, hey, look, yeah. we watched it earlier this year, too. It's so. great. Fantastic <laughs> yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, just awesome. love that film. Always the greatest. So, yeah. So, look, again, this is just this is all examples of the the maverick mentality that we had in Lexington. And in a lot of ways, just that maverick feeling still exists to this day with us. It's very different. We're all in different places, but just that truly DIY maverick underground spirit is still how we operate. It's still how this podcast operates. It's how initiation service operates. It's how yellow gas films operates. And it's how who we work with operate. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't go away. You evolve, you figure out different ways to do that. You figure out how to evolve by doing that, but it never when once when you are born that way, it never goes away. When you're you know, when 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 you're born figuring out how to do a show in your apartment or or in a restaurant that's gonna allow you to do a show, that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. If it does, then I don't know you and you don't you're not part of what we're doing. But when you're when you're Dom doing a show in a park in 1997, yeah. that doesn't go away. When you're Brian Chippendale and Matt Brinkman and Fort Thunder. And then you're playing some people you, you met and, and you have some people who vouch for us, or maybe we'd even played with them at that point. I don't even really remember, but, but we're going to play their weird apartment that we can barely fit in there to 10 of their friends, but everyone's going to throw <laughs> a few bucks in and everyone's going to buy some merch. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally worth it. You do, that doesn't leave you, you know, mm-hmm. so, or, or it shouldn't. And again, if it does, then, you know, good riddance, but for us, it doesn't leave us. It doesn't leave Robert for doing one of art for one of the biggest artists in the entire world, but we'll still do his buddy's tape cover. You know, that Mm -hmm. just, that doesn't go away. And thinking about these times, it, it, it it reinvigorates that feeling to me. Yeah. It's fun and it's exciting. And you get to work through that creativity as an individual and with a group. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's what, what makes it all work uh, in the old underground. Absolutely. And there's not one solid approach. There's not a straight line that has to be no. taken. It's uh, whatever everyone's you want to make everyone's it. Everyone's got their own way. And that's what we, that's what, that's how we all operate. Everyone comes at things through a different 
perspective through a different approach. I've always said a million times and I'll say it a million more times. It's the person behind the gear, not the gear. Mm. You can put the exact same gear in front of me, in front of Tara, in front of Gray. It well, will we've come proven out that. totally different. <laughs> it will it will come out yeah. totally different no matter what. That's that's that is a absolute certainty. And that's how we operate. Dude, small sadomasochistic family, just like just like the shirt says, right? It's this is how we operate and we have since 1998 for for us going into the future it will never go away and thinking back to these times only brings that fire back to me and brings these ideas back to me and it's something we'll always live with yeah well it's a good reminder of finding creative solutions. Like if you want something to happen, make it happen. Don't sit around yeah. and complain about it Hell not yeah. happening. Like do it, figure out a way, you know, own your own behavior. And if there's something you can do to get you closer to what you want to happen, then try to do it. And you know what? Maybe this wasn't the episode we thought we would have today. Maybe, but you hey, know what? Perfect example. It, Here we are. We, we, it, <laughs> what we had planned didn't work, but you know what? We tried a few we things. We set that show up in the street. Out. <laughs> we, we put those amps outside. We plugged it. We plugged them in all the way into the kitchen. We got an extension cord. We got that in the street and we were like, Hey, we'll do this till the cops come. Yeah, exactly. And so far the cops haven't come, but we are going to now pop over the Patreon, talk about a lot of the stuff we've been listening to the past couple days. So, Hey, we will be back through thick or thin with hopefully the VHS that we were planning on. But if it's not that VHS, Hey, we are going to do that show in the apartment. We're going to do that show on the street. We're going to build that water. We're going to knock on the door of the belly dance studio and say, Hey, can we come in and watch a noise VHS? And they're going to say, yes. Can we <laughs> all three sit and do an episode together? They're going to say yes. So that will be happening next week. Thank you all. Go start a noise scene in your tiny town. You have been listening to noise extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 20 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.